It's always fun to have the little kids come forward for their liturgy of the word. You see joy and happiness in their faces, and it's just exciting. Today is Respect Life Sunday. So we have a reflection here I'll share with you and go to the readings. On December 1st, 1955, a woman was coming from work, home from work. She took the bus. She took the bus every day, both to and from work. She was sitting in the 11th row as the first 10 rows were reserved for white people and she wasn't white. The first 10 rows quickly filled up and she was told to move by the bus driver. She refused. She was ordered by the bus driver and still refused. Finally, the police were called and she was arrested and charged officially with resisting the orders of a bus driver. Her name was Rosa Parks. And so began the Montgomery bus strike and the civil rights movement. Today there, today there are streets all across Michigan cities and throughout the country named for her. What is often not known is how much Rosa's faith motivated what she did. She said, in the eyes of God, all people were free, and I was going to live like a free person. It was time for someone to stand up, or in my case, to sit down. Rosa knew it was unreasonable to think that the skin color make some people more worth and dignity than others. To be sure, as we've seen the past few years, we still have a very long way to go in this country before we all act accordingly. But at least in the stated law, injustice has been written out. It's really a very simple either or in front of us today on the issue of, on abortion. Either all human beings are persons or else only some are. Science and medicine is not the Bible or catechism that tell us that from the moment of conception there is a new human being within its own unique DNA, needing only nutrients and environment, the same things we all do to continue to grow. If the scientific and medical data are so clear that this is a human being, how is abortion justified? It's denied the status of personhood. But if personhood isn't something that all human beings have simply because they are human, that means we are giving raw power to someone or other people to arbitrarily determine which human beings are 
and which are not human persons. It is reasonable to think that this amendment is an unjust law and a dangerous pattern of thinking. What are the criteria, after all? Who decides those? Why, after all, should we care about the poor or the immigrant or the sick or the elderly or another race? Because they are human. And all human beings should be considered as persons and they have rights, most especially the right to life, without which no other right has any value. Thus we have laws and this amendment and proposal three would imply only some are human beings, are persons under the law. And that is why for us, we're not going to propose to choose to vote proposal two or any other proposals. It's only proposal three because of the right to life. And the church always stands to respect life in all its forms, from the womb to the tomb. Today, right now, Julia and Spencer, young couple, are asking for prayers. After 20 weeks, they were told that their baby is going to die. And we were sent all this to request for prayers. Now after 30 weeks, this baby is still kicking, still licking her thumbs. She has a DNA, she has a name, Penelope, beautiful name. 25 years ago, my family went through something really terrible in our family when My niece, in eighth grade, was raped by her stepfather. Got pregnant at the same time with the mother. Both pregnant at the same time. And the doctor told her that she has to abort this baby because this little girl cannot bear this young person, this baby in her womb. They came to me one night. My parents were with me. I said, no. The doctor does not determine how long a person lives. It's up to God. And I believe this is where faith comes in. We believe that every human life is a gift from God, given by God, and only God can take it away. I told my sister, I will take care of my niece and her baby. She will have to miss out on school, but after she is strong enough to go back to school, I will take care of her education for as long as she can go. Today my niece is 
happily married, has seven children of her own, and enjoying life. My sister got on to have another five beautiful girls, and they are happy. This is where faith comes in for us. Habakkuk has been complaining that there's so many violence, evil around him. How long does he have to bear, carry this? And God tells him, have faith. When you have faith, you will live. St. Paul, writing to Timothy, telling Timothy to stir into flame the faith, the gift that he has been given, and to remain courageous and not to give up hope. The apostles today turns to Jesus and asks, please increase our faith. And Jesus says, it's not the quantity, it's the quality of faith that is needed. If your faith is small as a seed of a mulberry tree, it can grow in the sea. It's the quality of faith that is needed today. And that may be the prayer that we all need today. Lord, increase my faith. St. Thomas Aquinas says it very clearly. To one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. God bless you all.